0: couple of days ago I was doing my normal research and uh, catching up on the news and I ran across a clip and I just could not ignore that clip and so I've included it as a part of today's discussion which is who is responsible and that's coming up right now. Welcome to Altitude Altitude. Adjustment. Adjustment. Um, So so this clip uh, as I mentioned um, the name of the clip was The Tragedy of John Stewart and I knew it had to be referring to his time at the Daily Show because basically that's the, uh, where uh, John Stewart got most of his fame so the clip is about 5 minutes long but I'm only going to show you 20 seconds of it and uh, so let me do that first Jon Stewart in his mission to satirize the news was too successful. Ultimately, his work resulted in the proliferation of the news comedy format Ad Nauseum, a conglomerate that has become large enough to resemble the thing they set out to mock. Let's start with news networks. They too were victims of their own success, meaning that their success made them betray their ideals. News Okay, so might be having a little difficulty here. Um, okay, I'm going to try it one more time. I didn't hear the sound, and that's going to be important. Uh, there we go. One more time. Jon Stewart, in his mission to satirize the news, was too successful. Ultimately, his work resulted in the proliferation of the news comedy format Ad Nauseam, a conglomerate that has become large enough to resemble the thing they set out to mock. Let's start with news networks. They too were victims of their own success, meaning that their success made them betray their ideals. Okay, so again I didn't hear the sound but uh, I'll go on with the presentation and hopefully it's in there and uh, you got a chance to hear the guy talk. He was presenting an argument. And in the, the title was the opening statement of his argument and then the video was all about supporting that argument. In um, his argument he compares news channels to phone news channels or uh, late night TV. Um, he's using cartoon imagery in his video which uh, also the Brady Bunch. I don't know if you noticed the the Brady Bunch type graphic where you've got the different panels and it highlights each one um, and, it, and it's all designed to create a sense of comedy or entertainment or uh, to uh, in some way n- not endorse the, is, the seriousness of the argument but to, to make the objects of the argument seem smaller. Uh, also he uses condescending dialogue. Uh, to denigrate both the news and the late night uh, where he calls uh, a lot of the people who moved on from the Daily Show to have their own late night shows and he called them cronies and he called them uh, um, some other derogatory terms. Um, So let me start with talking about uh, news. Uh, News shows actually started on radio back in the 1920s. And then about 40 years ago, I guess, um, well, then, then they transitioned to television. I don't know. I didn't uh, don't know exactly when uh, they started the new shows. But I'm guessing it's early because it was a part of uh, requirement. About 40 years ago, the major networks generally uh, did not make money on network on their news shows. Uh, they presented the news shows for prestige so that it would bring. Um good images towards their network and they needed them to satisfy the public service requirements of Congress and the uh, Federal Communications Commissions. Uh, They they also wanted to be seen as good corporate citizens. Um, So they were making money on their entertainment and so news didn't become significant. Then I'm guessing somewhere in the late 80s or I don't say guessing somewhere in the late 80s or late 90s between the late 80s and late 90s and uh, they began to lose money on entertainment or not make as much money on entertainment and needed to make money on news. Now, um, my guess is around that time, late, late 70s was when the VCR became very popular and people would uh, tape uh, things that they wanted to see and then um, they, their viewing habits changed and when they watched TV, so uh, television was not as much in control of what they saw when they saw it. Um so the guy points out um that there's some sinister sort of reason for them doing that in that they just decided that they wanted to make more money. Um so a, a company who is a for-profit company trying to make a profit and trying to provide services does have to um, be able to have some kind of revenue generated to be able to do that um, so I don't know if he just did not know that uh, that, that these things occurred that uh, part of it was about staying afloat or if, if he just chose to ignore that and use his platform to just berate uh, those services and if you go on into the video, and I'll leave a, a link f- to the video in the description so that uh, you can go and watch the video yourself. I've watched a couple of his videos on his site and they all are pretty much the same. Um, he does present a conservative slant to the topics that he covers. And most of the time it's um, pointing him pointing out Um, what he dislikes or what he sees as wrong with uh the areas that he covers um so i said i'll leave a a link and uh mention um coffee break uh he has a youtube channel and it's called coffee break so um I, i i want you to know i'm not advocating for the guy i'm not um saying you should go watch his videos. I'm just letting you know the source of the video and my talking about, about him. And I wanted to uh, make sure I noted that, um, so he, when he attacks the television networks and I, I, I notice this a lot when I talk to people, um, when you attack an organization, Um, When you say that the organization is bad or the organization is corrupt or the organization doesn't care, you're not only attacking the organization, but you're attacking everyone in the organization. So if you're working at a company and house cleaning or medical services and someone attacks the company that you work for, they're basically impugning your integrity also. Uh, I think that's a bad thing because to believe that everyone in the organization is corrupt or is at fault for something that you believe the, the organization hasn't done right is incorrect and you paint a lot of people with a broad brush and we all know that when you do that you hurt more than you help because uh, you're lumping all of the people in with each other, and we know that different people have different, uh, varying ideas and values, and a lot of times they don't go along with uh, management decisions. But that's the requirement of their job, and so when he does that, um, I disagree and I take issue with that. I think there are a lot of people. He goes on to mention that the um, journalism industry has has given up their values and I don't, I don't believe that for a second I have a, a few friends that are journalists and they're just as dedicated to the idea of journalism as as any person should be as even if their ideals of when they first got into journalism and believe that they were going to change the world now do have some people um lost that zeal and maybe don't, uh, work as hard to, um, put forth the, the, the effort to, uh, present, uh, uh, all of the things that they should present, um, or some people just lackluster and not caring about doing the job and they're just there to put in their eight hours and go home absolutely you're going to have that in any and every organization and that's where you get turnover people change positions they go into a position not uh thinking one thing realize that there's something different and choose a different path some people stay the course and they fight the battles that are necessary for for you and for me because when they do their job and they're doing it right we benefit berating them not showing them the appreciation because everyone in in whatever job you do um, wants to be recognized for their effort what has been proven time and time again you can find it in study after study is that most people put job satisfaction over a paycheck over making money so, job part of job satisfaction is getting recognized for the effort that you make, and for the op the what you do to try to achieve success and greatness within your chosen field. And even if you didn't choose it, nobody um, really just will, likes to be berated. And so, to take down now, you can t- look at me, at my defense of. The news network, and you can say, um, maybe you just have some friends there, or as I've mentioned, I do have friends that are, are journalists, and and that's why I'm defending them. The news industry is where we is a where we get our sources of information. They are there to try to filter out noise and then you could say well if they're trying to filter out noise then they're putting their own values in the system and and what I said to you was we all start from a place of where we've learned there are things that we've learned that are not true you that's where conspiracy theorists are called out on the carpet so to speak um, they make statements that are unfounded, that there's no evidence for. And the job of the, the journalists is to, we can't all be at the inauguration. We can't all be at the scene of a, a, a crime or at the scene of an incident. We can't all be there. So we have to have eyes and ears that provide us with the information so that we can make informed decisions. If you look around and you say, who does that? There are only our news organizations which help provide us with the information that we need to make competent, qualified decisions. And if we spend most of our time berating and belittling those people who do this, it can be considered a thankless job now. There was one time it was uh, a proud job to be a journalist. And now they're under attack. And again, I'm not saying this because I just want to support the industry. What I'm saying is if we destroy the only industry that is designed to provide us with just the facts then we lose an opportunity to make competent qualified decisions because what's left is all supposition so um, by him comparing news to late night television to me is comparing apples and oranges the news is responsible for providing as best they can objective facts and interpretations of what they see entertainment doesn't have that uh, responsibility their responsibility is entertainment News is not entertainment. Though it is being presented entertainingly, it is still not entertainment. It is still information. It is still uh, giving you what you need to make better, competent, qualified decisions. So, um oh, I just, the thought just jumped out of my head. Um, so, oh. Um, many times, been, or you hear it a lot, where they say that a, an organization is biased, that it has a liberal bent on it, or a conservative bent on it. Um, in my second podcast I talked about uh, what to expect from me going forward and I said I'll start from a position of where I've learned and then I'll keep an open mind to try to um, ferret out the truth no one can know everything so that means when you go into a situation or when you go into a news story there are there is a history of things that you have learned that causes you to look for certain facts that doesn't mean that's the only facts you look for but you it gives you a point of reference in order to understand normalcy and and that has been challenged in the current political climate um, because a lot of people are saying because people are challenging behavior of a current president that they're biased and I don't think there's a bias I think there's a they understand what has normally been the standard of behavior the expectation of people's behavior to one another and when you veer from that behavior, they have to measure that change by recognizing where we were and where we are. That's not a bias. If, I, if you, they're challenging his behavior, they're challenging his behavior based on it's not what we've normally been accustomed to. And they look at his behavior in the context of if it's not what we're accustomed to, where does that behavior come from? Do we have other examples of that behavior? Do we have any way to other way to try to understand that behavior than to try to measure it against what we're accustomed to? So that's the that. How, how else can you do? um Um unbiased so if you see it in another instance and and you've identified that and you report that that's not bias that's giving you the facts that's giving you the facts and then you as a citizen have to determine if, if you're going to believe those facts now, there's no real reason to, to not necessarily believe those facts unless you have a particular reason. Unless you know that this person has uh, purposely uh, skewed those results because a lot of people who are in the um, uh, journalism field, Make reportings that they don't necessarily agree with, but that is important to present as unbiased as they can so as i as I said we we all come into. A situation with our own experiences and knowledge and then we have to challenge ourselves on are we fairly looking at the situation and sometimes we can say yes and sometimes we are in uncharted waters and so when we're on uncharted waters when we're doing things that we haven't normally been doing we have to take a different approach on how we become unbiased or how we look at it objectively so I, I disagree with him about attacking the news service. I can't always determine what, somebody, what someone is thinking or feeling just by their words. I can't assume that he, when he put this together, his intent was to discredit news agencies. I just in my understanding of how things work in the society realize that this the kind of conversation or the kind of information that he puts forward f- shines negatively on that industry. So the reason I named this pot this episode who is responsible I believe if you see something You're responsible for saying something. Responsibility becomes yours and mine. We are responsible. I saw something, I was concerned about it, so I said something. You listen, you hear what I say, and you have a responsibility. If you see something, say something. Um, with the growth of the internet the opportunity to more people can participate now in the public dialogue more people can participate in the public dialogue the concern then becomes whereas news agencies hold themselves to a particular standard with all of the growth in people having an opportunity to speak what standards do they use for their dialogue for what they're putting forth as information are they thinking it through is it logical rational reasonable is it do they challenge themselves to present the best information that they can in the best situation uh, best way and not just include their biases. Just decide that they don't like something and then build an argument to support that, that they don't like. Did they examine it from a uh, unbiased position? Did they make the argument? One of the things that I've learned, I learned in high school was... In order to have an opinion about something, you need to be able to effectively fight for the argument against what you believe. So in other words, you challenge yourself to the extreme. You push yourself just because you believe it. So then you challenge that. You challenge that to make sure that you have looked at the argument in an objective form in an objective manner um so with the internet there there are no rules now as far as people's making statements and it doesn't have to be founded on anything or it can be founded on flimsy evidence so then it becomes since we know and we've had this big thing about fake news and about uh Propaganda. So it becomes upon the listener to discern the validity and veracity of the information that they consume. If you consume only one form of information, let's say, uh, again, I I try to eschew labels like uh, liberal and conservative, but that's where we have to start from to have a conversation so that. I'm speaking a language that you're understanding. So if you're on one side of the fence and you never listen to the other side of the fence, how can you believe in your argument? Because you haven't challenged it. You only accepted it. Um, so I encourage you to challenge yourself. I encourage you to challenge the people around you. Um, anyone that knows me knows if they make a statement I will require them I will do what I can to get them to support that statement you just can't make a statement off the top of your head and then not fully support that and if you give me sources that are suspect I will pick them apart as best I can the idea is challenging your arguments not to make you believe what I believe but if I do anything by making you challenge your own arguments I've done all of us a big favor because a lot of people grab arguments that they don't fully vet that they don't go back and try to understand even the context of the argument that they've accepted, they just accept it and they apply it Uh, And the only way to get around that is for us to continue to challenge the arguments that we, the ideas that we have and the arguments that we create. So a part of responsibility and one of the uh, things I wanted to cover, um, I saw this uh, page, this, uh, as I said, I was doing my news search and I saw um, this article and it talked about, Uh, Ivanka Trump and Chelsea Clinton had come to the aid of Malia Obama um, against the tabloids we as citizens determine what news is relevant what news is important and when we feed off of tabloid type information we offer it a legitimacy and and we, re- we know it does a lot of damage. I, I And so consuming that, you have to determine if that's the kind of world that you want to build. Um, I don't know. So, give me a second. Businesses have a part of the responsibility. Going back to the purpose for my podcast, understanding the relationships between business, politics, and people. Business has a part of the responsibility to do responsible behavior. Politicians have a responsibility to perform responsible behavior and the individual you me moms dads sons daughters have a responsibility to behave responsibly we are our actions the things that we do create the world around us if we are intolerant we have an intolerant environment if we are tolerant we have a more tolerant environment if we are energetic if we consume educational information over non-educational information it defines the society that we live in and every individual participates in that there is no there are no people on the sidelines there's no subs to come in the game we are it so I encourage you I listened to this guy's video I was disappointed um because I thought the language was incendiary over instructional or even um, um, something, you know, investigatory. And so I left a message. I I did uh, participate in the conversation and I know that um, there was a long list of people that were contributing to the conversation, and so mine is going to be one of many, which may or may not get seen, but that's not the important thing. The important thing is that I took an action. I saw something that I thought needed attention, and I took an action, and I encourage you to do that. Take an action. Never let an opportunity pass that you can't contribute never let an opportunity pass that you can't correct or reprove because if you don't do it who's going to do it I'm going to wrap up this uh, episode today I could I don't know talk about myself a little longer or talk a little longer um, but so let me say that uh oh i am going to be off for the month of december january 6th 2018 i will return that's a saturday at 2 p.m. you can replay the video podcast here on youtube it's also available on stitcher podcast.com soundcloud itunes store and the google play store and The internet, oh, the internet is powered by your likes and shares and the comments. Like and share this episode where you find it and consider leaving a comment because it matters. As always, be cool, be calm, but above all, be careful. Look out for the other guy because he might not be looking out for you. Until next time.